Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across the William & Mary campus. Today, we chat with art therapist Sarah Balasio about art therapy, preventative practice, and being okay with not being perfect. We are joined today by our art therapist here on campus, Sarah Balasio, and also Raven Pierce, who is a freshman. Really excited to be talking about art therapy. So Sarah, tell us about art therapy. It's just like going to a traditional therapist, except we use art in addition to talking. We go through a variety of mediums, or I might offer certain directives based on what a person is working on. How does that change the experience versus traditional talk therapy? A lot of times people will find it's easier to express themselves through the art rather than just staring at someone and talking about something very difficult, or it also helps people have realizations too that you might not have noticed. Often people say, there just wasn't words for how I was feeling, and so the art really helped me process that. And it can be used in a variety of different settings and with different populations. Prior to coming to William & Mary, I primarily worked in hospitals with people that were acutely mentally ill. And so coming to William & Mary has been really a lovely shift because it's more prevention work. Through the Wellness Center, it's more stress management or coming to an art therapy class or group regularly so that you can allow yourself to take time and to de-stress, to focus on meditation, collect your thoughts. And Raven is a really good example of that. And we met this semester where Raven comes every week, not necessarily with a particular goal, but more of like a regular practice of art making, like you might do with something else for your health, like walking or breath work or yoga. So it's been a really nice way to see art therapy used on the full spectrum of mental health from like acutely mentally ill or chronic mental illness to prevention. It's a really great self-care practice. Right, exactly, yeah. Or, you know what, if you're coming every week and then something does happen, we're here for you. Like, you have a loss or a stressor. And saying, like, oh, I do have this regular thing I know I can look forward to once a week where I just focus on me and de-stress and work on how to express myself. So, Raven, how did you connect with art therapy on campus? Before I came on campus, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do at William & Mary. And I knew that I wanted to combine my love of art and psychology, maybe like an art therapy setting. But I didn't even know that was a real thing until I came to William & Mary in class one day. One of my friends suggested that I talk to Sarah because she had taken her art and wellness course. And so that's where I had met Sarah. I had interviewed her for a paper, and that gave me the opportunity to learn about like her background, how she became an art therapist, what led her to William & Mary. And I was just so inspired because I went from thinking that I was creating something <laughs> because I didn't know it existed to like knowing it's a whole world of art therapy out there. Mm. And so that really just excited me. And then she told me that she does art therapy Zooms every Tuesday. And since then, I've been faithfully committed to go to all the art therapy sessions except one and then when I missed one because I had a lot of work going on I really like felt the difference of not going because it's like a good time to de-stress we do like at 11 o'clock in the morning so it sets the tone for the rest of my day and I feel like not having it I really felt like the impact (laughs) so yeah I really enjoyed the sessions so had you done a lot of art before in your past? I really like started taking my art seriously in high school. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, I won like several art competitions. So did? Like, 
was like, this past year, I was the first place winner of the fourth Congressional District Art Competition. Oh, excuse but, us. Yes, yeah, so I was like, okay, it's time for me to take it serious. <laughs> and it's the perfect place to take it serious because I feel like this is just made for me. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, Raven has had a lot of experience with art, but I wanted to say you don't have to be an artist. Mm -hmm. In fact, I love when people are like, oh, God, I'm not an artist. I can't do it. It's not for me. Art stresses me out. It has to be perfect. And that's like one of my favorite things here at William & Mary, where the students tend to be type A perfectionists, and I love to be playful in art therapy and say like, you know, so what if you try something and it doesn't look how you expected it because art therapy is more about the process of art making and how it feels and what you're thinking about and noticing while you're making art than having the Mona Lisa at the end. You don't have to have any art experience actually and I love to see that light bulb go off for people because some people have had like maybe art teachers that have a different view on art where you're like graded or it has to look a certain way and art therapy is not about that. There's no right or wrong and I usually walk people through it so they don't feel nervous or I'll show you some basics of the medium we're using. That's important to know too about art therapy. I love that and I think that attitude and approach is so important and needed in this community when we're high strivers. Yeah, so I love the challenge of people that feel like I can't be an artist because I think anyone can be an artist just takes practice and time and unfortunately for some reason art isn't quite treated the same as like science or math and so we just don't do it as much and because of that then people say like I'm not an artist or I can't do art but if you were to do art you know 10 minutes a day for a month you'd be a lot better at the end of the month it's just for some reason society kind of skirts it to the side especially you know starting even in elementary school it's like always the first programs to be cut and so I like to kind of shift gears with that and make it be a part of like a fundamental part of our day and our health. And Raven, what is it that you get out of this experience when you go and what are the pieces of that experience you can take and apply to different areas of your life? I would say, especially during the pandemic of social distancing and I can't really like make friends or go out and meet people like I would want to. Being able to talk with all the other students that are in our therapy is like a stress reliever for me because like we didn't know each other at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I feel like over time, all of us have, you know, became comfortable with each other and it just makes the experience better. Mm-hmm. I would like recommend to students on this campus to maybe take the course that Sarah teaches or just come to one of the Zooms. Because I could tell them all day, but unless they experience <laughs> it for themselves, you know, they might not actually understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. and like she said you don't have to be good at art to do art therapy because like not everybody wants to be an artist in the group but each week everybody has something you know different none of our pieces look the same mm-hmm. which makes it fun and I just wanted to say also what's really lovely about the virtual group that you come to Raven is that it's a wide variety of students like all different years some people are graduating Raven is brand <laughs> new first semester and men women freshmen seniors like a wide variety and and i don't think any of them are art majors i mean you're the only person that's considering it but wide variety of things that people are studying too so it's really fun to get this diverse group together and they've you guys have really formed a bond so yeah a typical 
session. They can be either virtual or in person. Obviously, if we're in person, we offer the art materials for you. So there's a little more variety in terms of mediums when it's in person. But if we're virtual, it's generally kind of like drawing or collage supplies that people might have at home already. <laughs> we had to talk about the time that you used <laughs> your, your random supplies. We'll get back to that. But basically, I offer some sort of directive or theme. A fun one that I, I usually start with would be something called a scribble drawing. It's a very traditional art therapy directive where everybody just closes their eyes, makes some sort of scribble line, and then you have to turn your paper different directions or look at it from all angles to turn that scribble into something real. So that's like a typical example of something we might do. And they turn out really wonky and funny, and that's the beauty of it. It doesn't have to look like something perfect. So generally, I would introduce a theme like that. We make art, we kind of socialize and catch up and check in on how everyone's doing. And then at the end, we share, and everyone shares theirs, and you listen as we go around and around and say, I made this, and it's because of this or that. So. That would be an example. And I guess the art supplies are really hard to come by these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. So how did you get resourceful, Raven? <laughs> what, what's the story? Well, one day, like the topic was we were just making like a tree collage. And so some of the other students were maybe using magazines or something to make their tree and then to like glue it onto another sheet of paper. But I didn't have a magazine, so I just like ripped the page out of my planner. And then I like come to find out that I didn't have any glue. <laughs> like for at least like five minutes or something, we were trying to figure out what could I use to stick it to the paper. <laughs> and I ended up using Carmex. It like I mean, it worked kinda in a time to like every time I open up that sketchbook, it's like Carmex. <laughs> that is so funny. I also love from the experiences that I've had with you, the eco art that you do and that's a pretty easy one to do at home too right for sure yeah this is a good topic to bring up Lindsay, which is the idea of you know since we've been quarantined and social distancing pretty much since march you did such a great job with the youtube channel so if you are at home we have a youtube channel various art therapy directives recorded we have the virtual art therapy group And if you are more comfortable, there are safe options for coming in on campus where we are on the patio and we're masked and social distance. So those are the options. And they're also for faculty too. So I run groups for students, but also for faculty. But one kind of sub topic that I love and I specialize in is called eco art therapy. So that's the introduction of nature into art therapy. And so that can be done by simply doing art outside or by using materials from nature in your art making. And so everyone has access to that right now. And it's a really lovely way to integrate another dimension of wellness actually into um, your art making. It certainly seems to add another dimension to the art making, like a mindfulness piece. I mean, in general, making art is a really mindful process because if you think about it, say if you're just coloring or something, you might say, okay, now I'm going to color a little harder in this area and a little lighter over here, and now I'd like to switch colors. So generally, people find art making very mindful process because you're just in the here and now focusing on what's in front of you. And for some reason, I do see that the eco art, adding that element, just really helps people be grounded and present so it's like this added bonus all right so is there anything else that you guys would like to add or share do you want to talk about what it's like to be a freshman Um, what your experience has been like here so far 
I'll say the main thing is, since this is my first year in college experience, I don't really have anything to base it off of. Mm -hmm. So I think I've adjusted pretty well. The main thing is just not being able to socialize. Like, every time I pass the football field, I just get so sad because it's just Uh. like a little ghost land over there. But, I mean... (laughs) I'm just trying to make the best of it. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, you definitely have to put yourself out there, like, Mm -hmm. in different ways. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like I had a lot of personal growth in this short semester. Wow. And, like, I mean, I can accredit to myself, but also just everyone that I've met has helped shape me to, like, who I am now. And I'm excited for the rest of, like, my years here. And when it finally does go back to normal, being able to, come to the wellness center and actually do yoga or like just meet other people and stuff. I'm, Take full advantage. Yeah, I'm yeah. hopeful. I'm excited. Well, I just want to say how proud I am of you. Like a brand new student coming to college during this wild time and then like taking these risks and trying things like coming to this weird art therapy group with all <laughs> these people of different ages. And I'm just so proud of you. And in general, the students this year I feel so moved by how respectful everybody has been. As a person in the community who lives here, you know, we were all a little like, oh gosh, what's it going to be like when 7,000 people come? But I want to say that the tone has completely changed in our town of Williamsburg, which I just find so powerful that wearing masks and social distancing, you have brought that here to our town, and it's really lovely to see. And it shows that those things work and we've been able to be you know successful this semester through taking your classes you know in a variety of ways but also some of these other ways of engaging like here at the wellness centers like the yoga classes the art therapy and meditation all the various options and it's really been powerful to see so and it's really hard to be a a student right now and especially a freshman so yeah, I am proud of us, too, because, like, I remember I was talking to my roommate at the beginning of this semester, and we were thinking, like, do you think we're going to be here the whole semester? Mm-hmm. Are people going to do what they're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I see people social distancing, wearing masks, cooperating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm proud to be a student at this school. Yeah. And I think, you know, there has to be a collaboration between the community and the campus. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that really has happened. But who led that operation? I really do feel like at the William & Mary community and the Mm -hmm. students. Yeah, and and I love that the Wellness Center has offered so many options. Like if you're not comfortable coming in person, that's fine. Because a lot of the students, probably half of the group that comes to the virtual art therapy group that Raven attends, used to come every week in person and you know some of them for whatever reasons don't feel comfortable and so it's great that we've had those options of things in person for people that really need that and feel safe that way and the opposite the virtual options continuing so Raven and Sarah thank you for being on our podcast today thank you thank you I really appreciate it (laughs) until next time thank you for joining us today connect with all things health and wellness through the William & Mary wellness app Thanks to our sponsor, United Healthcare. And as always, this podcast is produced by Colin Cross, Brittany Emmons, Lindsay Heck, and myself, Eric Garrison. Mm-hmm.